0: The Money
1: Show. Shapeshifters. On to Andre Hugo now. He is the chief executive of Spot Money. Some people just have got a knack for building stuff. A hundred years ago it was I don't know, railroads and bridges, mines and more and more what we're seeing nowadays is people building digital businesses and your focus over the last decade or so Andre has been in this revolution of digital payments and I, I think we think we know what we're talking about when it comes to digital payments, but it's a vast, vast landscape, isn't it? And a a massively competitive landscape as well.
0: Definitely. It's really competitive at the moment, but uh, ever changing, which makes it fun. You have to learn every day.
1: Well, what is it about this environment that makes it so fiercely contested? I mean, virtually, you know, not every second person, but lots of people one speaks to. So so what 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 business are you in? Oh, no, I'm in payments. Um, And they're traveling the world trying to get different people to use their customer acquisition machines and cards and processes and apps and all sorts of stuff. It's just a, yeah, it's a world where everybody thinks they can do it better than everyone else
0: historically the the industry has been dominated by a few players and and with those few players historically, they've had legacy systems um with the advent of you know cloud computing, mobile first technologies, AI at the moment, and all the other buzzwords there's there's an opportunity to disrupt the industry and and change it. And as a result of that, there's multiple people entering it and looking at where, where there's gaps or inefficiencies in the system that actually don't benefit the consumer. And that's why you're seeing a lot of focus on the space at the moment.
1: For the vast majority of us, we don't care how it happens. I still find it miraculous that I can sit at at my desk and I can go uh, uh, onto an international website and order something and I go click and Ping, the money has gone out of my account and my order is on its way. Or you're sitting in a in a restaurant in a in another country and you you've just you've had a beer and a plate of chips or whatever it is that you can afford, um, and it comes to the end of the meal and you swipe your credit card, tap your credit card, and bzzzt, your phone buzzes and you get a notification that your bill has been paid. I mean, to my mind, the payment system is a a globally efficient, fast-moving and very effective uh, industry. Yet you guys keep finding ways to make it better. It's an astonishing um, uh, place of innovation, I suppose, hotbed of innovation.
0: Yeah, so I think from from a lot of the consumers, they look at it and say "There's, there's not much changing. I think we've been spoilt in the South African landscape with the very... Robust and advanced payment landscape that we've had for a number of years, um, but if you look at you know some of the larger countries overseas, they haven't actually been able to you know tap their f- their card on a on a POS machine or insert it into a machine. It's been those old you know mag stripe things where you put it down, there's paper, it goes ka chunk ka chunk, and the, then the payment comes off. And those things are still, still in existence, where yep, in this couple of in the US to a, bi- to, to a degree, is the number of places I asked for about two, three years ago with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think of it, that's why the legacy of your cards in your wallet today all have the numbers imprinted on it on the front of the card and are raised so that they can actually be scanned through those machines.
1: And I mean, yeah, it is actually so true. I mean, we don't we don't use those anymore. But if you did happen to end up in, I don't know, um, you know, middle of nowhere Idaho, um, you you may very well be required to put your machine into one of those machines with a little piece of paper that nobody can ever read. But they've worked effectively for fifty years, and so people carry on doing it that way.
0: Yeah, correct. So I think from a from a consumer's perspective, your main thing at the moment is really around your trust and safety, and are you comfortable that that transaction is going to go through. And I think that's really where the main focus of the, the new fintechs and, and banks are going, as well as how does that impact you from a customer experience perspective? So I think that's really where the opportunity lies in the in the landscape going forward.
1: I described you at the beginning as somebody who's built lots of businesses. I mean, how many have you built? Fifteen? Um, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: what, so if, uh, I... I
0: was, I was very fortunate. I worked at uh, Deloitte um, in the innovation team for um, a good 10, 11 years. And during that time, I I built 11 businesses for Deloitte, ranging from a customer experience business through to an ad auditing business. The two largest ones were Deloitte Digital and then the analytics business. Um, I then built a business with my cousin called money for jam any job that you can do on your cell phone in under 10 minutes. Um, and then I built a business for eBay. And then now I've re-embarked on building a business called Spot Money.
1: And what's it, what is it about building the business that gets your gets you juices low? Um, I really,
0: well, I guess I'm a, I'm a failed auditor um, or <laughs> accountant. And, um, I do like the business side of things, um, but I never really saw myself being the person that did green ticks or sat in the back office um i've always worked in technology so on the side i used to do some programming of my own and the combination of uh you know business technology and being able to create things uh, really appeals to me and that's really what i, I focus on and you know I, I can't draw you know like or do good artistry stuff like painting or sketching and my creative outlet is is looking at building businesses
1: I remember Money for Jam. I mean, does it still exist, this micro-jobbing platform? It seemed like a terribly good idea at the time. I just wonder if it had enough uptake to succeed.
0: Yeah, so it actually still does exist. It recently won an international award. And the parties that we sold it to pivoted the business slightly, and they still do have the jobbing functionality, but they turned it into more of a um, bite-sized training platform. Um and that really helped them stabilize the number of jobs and activities and, and drive the, the profitability of the business, where well, I think maybe we were a bit ahead of our time, uh, my cousin and I, when we built it, um, and we were sad to see it go when we did finally sell it. But there's definitely a market for it. I mean, the, the adoption of it in South Africa was huge because there's just not enough jobs
1: um when you sell a business like that i mean is there is there a real sense of loss i mean you build this thing and um, you have all the passion and hype or are you somebody who's got quite a short attention span and once you've built it you're quite grateful to get rid of it so that you can go on to the next thing and and, and sort of get more lucky packets and more sweeties um yeah i do
0: i do have a bit of a short attention span it's probably you know three to five years within businesses historically what i've seen but I did really have a sense of loss when we did uh, sell money for Jam. It was almost like, you know, seeing your your child heading off to varsity and knowing that they're going to be there or going out into the workforce and they've kind of graduated. Um, so, yeah, I do hanker after it. I still follow, follow it to see how they're progressing and are, are, are proud to watch it growing up. And it's kind of like that with any business that you, you know, you you mature and hand over. You've always got a stake in it. You've always got an interest in it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to hand over and watch them grow. But you, you've got to also realize as a leader, there's times for you to lead and there's times you've always got to grow talent within the organization and you've got to make yourself kind of redundant at the end of the day to to go into the next things within organizations.
1: And that's a, such an important learning, isn't it? Because you, you can never move on. You can never actually make progress unless you're willing to vacate the spot you currently have. Otherwise, you get stuck in that place and you become the founder. And then you know, 30 years later, you're still the founder. And that's great if you've managed to grow the business and stuff. But if you are a bit like yourself and you like to get involved in the excitement of the, of the build, well, you would never get it done because you'd be too busy operationally in the business that you built last.
0: Yeah, and I think if you if you do that, you know, you've actually got to build the business quick enough and big enough so that there's more roles within the business for a future expansion or into new territories or into new products that are adjacent to that space that you can then lead playing to your strengths while you bring in a team behind you and you coach and mentor those individuals up to to run the business of today.
1: Um, we're going to talk in a moment about spot money, and we're going to talk about fintech businesses and the way in which that is changing. I also have got two questions, something I haven't done before, but I want to introduce it, and you are my guinea pig. Um, but I'm, that's why I'm giving you a, a little bit of a, a heads up on this one, Andre, because I'd like you to apply your mind to it. I don't want to take you by surprise. I would like to know what the best ideas you've had in the last 12 months, um, and Then I'd like to know what it is that you're reading, assuming that you do read, but I assume that you do because you're a learner. Um, Andre Hugo, chief executive of Spot Money. We're going to find out what he reads, find out what his best idea in the last 12 months has been, um, and we're going to be talking about fintech in South Africa and around the world.
0: The Money Show.
1: Shapeshifters. Spot Money, chief executive Andre Hugo with us on uh, The Money Show as our shapeshifter tonight. Talk to me about going from money for jam to going to open banking to this this weird new world of fintech businesses that are fundamentally changing the way in which we interact, transact, deal with our money into the future.
0: Sorry, you dropped out copy there?
1: And I'm just saying, tell me, tell me about Spot Money. Tell me about how you are revolutionizing the world of how we interact with our money.
0: So what we've had a look at is to say, well, how do consumers transact or interact with money on a daily basis? And what we found is that if you go to your traditional banking apps um, or payment apps, you, your payment app you might interact with on a daily basis, but your banking app is typically once a week or monthly. And it's really the most important part of your life. You, you work to earn, earn money and you then spend it. Why should it not be a social experience as is everything else? So, what we did is we we created a super app and we combined all your payment needs, so any QR code payment, e-commerce payment, plastic payment in terms of a card, as well as tapping your phone on uh, terminals. And then we created a middle piece of the app around all your typical digital banking needs, you know your beneficiary payments, your recurring payments, bank transfers, et cetera. And then on the on the other side of the app, which makes us unique, is we created a marketplace around your financial services products, um, and there we allow we present to you based on the various brands that we have and, and partners that we have, um, products around loans, insurance, and and digital products that may meet your lifestyle based at that point in time, and why and then we wrap that all up into a really simple, easy to use super app container being the ux that we present to you on um within the app and that really what is what makes us unique you know if you look at another bank um you're not going to get products from other banks being presented in their banking app and that's really how we we looked at the market that you as a consumer should have choice you don't have to bank with one bank for life you should should have the best of all worlds and that's really what we're trying to present to customers at the moment
1: I'm going to ask you to explain it again um, and, and just describe to me what it would look like if I opened up your app. What would it look like? What could I put in there? Because I'm I'm not sure that I'm getting it 100. percent I, I do love the way also you refer to your traditional banking app. I mean, banking apps are what four years old, five years old. Um, uh, but but it is the world that you move in where things uh, obsolescence is is part of the game, I suppose. Um, so just describe this 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 um, this open banking marketplace for me in in words of one syllable or less.
0: Okay. So maybe I'll just I'll give you a snapshot of what happens on a day. So you'd open your your Spot Money app. You'd be buying coffee. You'd scan a, a QR code, and we can scan any QR code. Um, and the transaction goes through. It comes into your feed. You then, let's say, you go into the, uh, the 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 office. You're going into the parking garage. You you actually forgot something. You go out. You have to pay. You tap your your phone to make the payment, um, and then eventually you go into a meeting. Um, with a couple of colleagues, you buy lunch and now you now need to split the bill. You can actually say, okay, don't worry, I will pay. You put it down on your credit, your, your spot card. Um, and then while you're sitting there, like you would in WhatsApp, you add everybody to the group and say, right, you owe me 100 Rand, you owe me 100 Rand, you owe me 150. It pushes out a message. Everybody opens their spot apps, clicks pay, and you've got your money back into your account. So that's really the payment features of the app. And then you sit from a a weekly perspective and you look and think, okay, I've got a couple of recurring payments coming up. Let me look at them, manage them. Yes. Pay this. Don't pay that. Move this out two days, manage those payments. And then lastly, you think, sure, this is actually a a bit of a short month. My salary is not going to make it. um, And I've got these in home improvements to to do. Let me browse the marketplace and find a loan or a a product that might actually suit me getting to the end of the month. And that's really what we've created is all your financial money needs in one simple container to use.
1: i got it. I mean, it, it, it's freaky. It really is freaky. But it is, uh, I mean, I just, you know, when uh, when banking apps were launched, I wonder, oh, I've got internet banking. Why do I need my banking app? And now internet banking is... A complete sideshow relative to what one does, for example, on the app on the app on the bank. And um, yeah, the the world is moving and changing fast and changing for the better. What's the best idea you've had in the last six months? You don't get away with this question. It's the first time I've asked <coughs> it, so I would it it better be good.
0: So I'm obviously not allowed to say spot money. So no, um,
1: because that was more than six months couple,
0: ago. <laughs> given the comment earlier around you know attention span um, and focus one of the challenges i had is is really looking at how i focus on the day job get 100 things done within you know the time allotted and it's really i, I found what the, an app called brain fm um, and i tune into that in the morning and it, it's a algorithmic music that gets played that helps you focus and concentrate based on the type of work you're doing and that's really helped me get through things quickly accurately and without distraction in the last 6 months
1: Brain FM. I'm going to look for yeah. that. That's a, that's a that's a nice tip. Thank you very much. And what are you reading? What what's on your bedside so table? If you if you do that,
0: I do read. Um, the book that I'm reading at the moment is No Rules Rules. Um, oh yes, next yes
1: we. Oh, it's it's a classic. It's an absolutely brilliant one. Yeah.
0: What have you learned? I just from love the course? way. To, um, I've actually just started it, so I haven't learned much. Um it's but it's I, I'm cha- one chapter in. I like the the concept around the way they've approached their culture. Um, and it's well-written so far. So, yeah, I'll be able to give you a heads up later down the track. But I do obviously respect uh, Reed Hastings and what they've built there.
1: No, absolutely. And I think it's going to be right up your alley. We've reviewed it on The Money Show, um, and people have absolutely loved it around the world. The story of Reed Hastings and the building of Netflix. The book is called The No Rules Rules. That is what is on Andre Hugo's bedside table, the chief executive of Spot Money. And the thing that he's learned that is most useful in uh, the last six months is algorithmic music. Music to help him focus, depending on the job that he is doing. First thing in the morning, Brain FM. He goes in there and he gets music. I'm going to check it out. I really am because I get, uh, oh, squirrel. knife uh, has a habit of bowling googlies that knock us off balance.